Line to left field, into the corner. Base hit number one, RBI number one. And Bobby Witt Jr. gives the Royals the lead in the bottom of the eighth. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday. The uh, call there yesterday, Bobby Witt Jr., uh, the favorite for the Rookie of the Year in the American League, his first hit, and a big one to help Kansas City uh, beat the Guardians yesterday in the first game of uh, both of their seasons. So we're going to get to a Masters update coming up in a little bit. We'll have our lightning bets to end the show into the weekend with some Masters and baseball and Paul's uh, Atlanta Hawks bets. So we'll have all that coming up in about 40 minutes. But we thought it'd be fun here to kind of give just big picture thoughts on on betting baseball, kind of like a Joe knows primer weekend thing. I mean, it's the first weekend of betting baseball um, and we're excited. So let's talk about like our strategies or thoughts on regular season baseball betting. Cause we did about a week on futures, but now that's all kind of to the side for a little bit. And now it's just day to day stuff here. I'm taking notes. I want to oh, know what okay. you guys are looking at. I'm ready to go. Is that a yeah, yellow pad or a white pad? What kind of pad do you have there? I'm actually just, I ran out of my notepads. I got to go back to the dollar store. Dollar store. Printer, <laughs> printer paper today. Printer paper. All right. Printer paper. <laughs> I've got, after the show, do you guys have just like papers everywhere with just stuff written on? And then you go back to like, what Look does that even notes. mean? I'm like, where? Yeah. I'm like, where was this again? I, and I can't what were find we- it. Why was I, I have a notebook you? that I write things and I look back and like, why did I write this down? Who was I talking <laughs> to? What show was this for? I don't even know what I'm doing. I know. When I, I have a question based around taking notes. Is yes. it just because like I'm a young person notedly that I use like Google Docs for everything? So I use it no. for some things. I use I know. Uh, Gmail like, uh, a, like a draft of an email. Sometimes when I'm on the computer just to type things down. But maybe it's an age thing. I, I don't know. I, I use Google Docs if it's a sporting event that we're going to spend the majority of the week on. Like It's not right. something that I'm going to throw away in one day like that mm-hmm. I want to go back and reference. Uh, but I also, there is a much better chance that I'm going to re- recall something off the top of my head if I write it down versus type it in. Yes, same. But yeah, yeah that's, I think- that's why I write it down. I feel like I spend so much time in front of a screen. I like to not... If I can, like, I'll just sure. not type on my phone or my computer. I just, it's just a preference thing. Um, and I have my uh, my baseball props written down in front of me here. So, well, let's throw some different ideas on baseball research. Doesn't mean we're right or wrong. Just uh, different different looks at it. And this is more of a Joe's no, right? Um, yes. Let's talk about sample size. Okay. Now there are sample sizes of when you start to believe in a team. Uh, the typical thinking is around Memorial Day. Like it takes a couple of months. And uh, what we've seen in the last couple of years is that's not always right. The Nationals were not a great team when they won the World Series around Memorial Day. There, there's that angle. But let's talk about specific day-by-day betting when it is, are you buying into an offense? Do you believe that a team truly mashes lefties or was it specific situation? They were in hitter-friendly ballparks. They were facing poor left-handed pitching. What, what sort of a sample size do you need for that, um, for success or failure against specific pitchers, types of pitchers, all that kind of stuff? Sam, let's let's focus sample size stuff. So I, I always think in about for a player – for an individual player, it's about 100 at-bats for a, a hitter. 
that's when I think starts, stuff starts to stabilize, especially if there's a change in a player, right? Like that guy wasn't good and now he's good. Or that guy struck out a lot and now he's not striking out as much. I feel like 100 plate appearances or bats, you know, something close to those numbers. Mm-hmm. That's probably pretty good. About a month into the season, you usually get to that number. You start believing if something changed, right? Like, but then there's certain players, Aaron, like the, the players that have been around five, six, seven years that are good. They are who they are. Like, I don't think two weeks is going to change my mind on them. They're just, they're really good. Like Juan Soto's really good. Bryce Harper's really good, right? Are those guys going to change, Joe? No, unless they're older and they're aging. So, but, but for guys. There you go. Yeah, they're good. (laughs) Anthony Rendon, he's good when he's healthy. Like for a player that's established, I don't care much about the month, but if it's a player that's new, about a month, you start believing it. Or if you're like Jake and Seth Beer, you're on the trend before it happens. You bet it plus mm-hmm. 750. Yeah, and you want to keep betting it before the market adjusts. And then for those established players, if they have a bad April and May, that's when I want to start betting on them. Or you have a lineup with a bunch of uh, players that are playing well below their average levels. That's when you want to start betting on them because it's going to turn. Naturally, we'll talk about the team's like everybody else that has won or lost nine of 10, but those, those streaks always go the other way. That's why it's notable when you have certain outliers like the Cardinals September last year, that was a week or two longer than your typical winning or losing streaks that you end up seeing in the game. Or a few years ago, it was the Indians, right? They won 20 some games in a row. Right. Uh, that, that that's, that's atypical. So I'll look to bet the other way in those, uh, what what about this could be a sample size issue too, batter versus pitcher. How much do you believe in a batter having specific success against one pitcher? I I started buying into it more and more a couple of years ago when I see the smart organizations go out of their way to play pitcher hitters that have some sort of success. Or throw them in the top of the lineup when maybe they're typically a bottom of the lineup guy when they see, oh, this guy's, I don't know, seven for 15. He's going to be our leadoff guy instead of being our seven hitter today. Yeah, I I can't ignore it when it's overwhelming, right? Like if it's someone has 10 at-bats and they have three hits, Mm. right? Like that's one bleeder away from being two hits, right? And then you're like, well, he stinks. He's 200, but... Like like just today, for example, some of the, the numbers are out there for today for guys that are playing. Like Kyle Tucker uh, for the Astros is going to go up against Patrick Sandoval tonight for the Angels. He's in 10 plate appearances. He's hitting 667. Right? He, and he's, he just basically gets a hit every two, one at, two out of three times. Like he's crushed him so far. It's tough to ignore that. He must see the baseball well against him. Like there's something right. to that when it's like he's hitting 500 against this pitcher. I, I can't ignore it. I feel like. You've got to pay attention. Um, uh, same thing, Aaron Judge today against Evaldi. In 32 plate appearances, a pretty good amount. He's hitting 467. Aaron Judge crushes Nathan Evaldi. So when it's when it's a big sample or, or a significant number, I, I don't think you can avoid it. Let, let me add, don't always go with a, kind of like a blind approach, like blind bet anything. Just look at a number. Okay, that's the bet. That's a trend. That's the history. It's going to happen again. That's not how this works. Players make adjustments. Here's one example that I saw this morning uh, that, okay, the numbers look pretty extreme to one side, but then you have to bring context to it too. Like, oh, of course, I'm not going to bet that. 
So Reds Braves today. You have Charlie Morton uh, pitching for Atlanta. Charlie Morton, decent sample size against Cincinnati. He's struggled. They've hit 304 against him. He has a 487 FIP. Pretty high, especially for a quality pitcher like Morton. That's 55 plate appearances. Okay, decent sample. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying bet against Charlie Morton because all the Reds' good hit hitters are gone now. Right. I guarantee that if you break it down, a lot of that was was by players that are no longer there. Yeah, that's better like an in-season thing. Like Walker Bueller, right? Let's say we get to yeah. September and they're playing the Rockies and you're like, man, he's got a 0.80 array against the Rockies. Well, it's probably the same team, right? It's just been the same couple months that have passed. But Charlie Morton's been in baseball for how long? A mm -hmm. decade or whatever? Like the players on the Reds that he was good against or bad against, they're not there anymore except Joey Votto, I guess, right? Like teams right. change so much. The other thing I think we should bring up, Joe, is it's the only sport where home road and stadiums really matter and affect props and affect performance, right? Coors Field, like in football, we've talked about it all year. Home field's not really a thing anymore. It's not the three points it used to be. In basketball, I'm sure you could find splits that say Trey Young's better at home, but whatever. It, it, it's this, the hoop's the same, right? It's the same distance around the arc. In baseball, it's not. I mean, if the Dodgers are playing at Coors Field today. It's the best offense in baseball at Coors Field. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to look at Dodgers hitting props. Trey Turner's probably going to have 10 total bases in the next three days. Like, this is probably going to happen. I, I, that matters. Where the game is being played, the stadium, the hitters in that stadium. It's the only sport you can take advantage of, you know, the unique places they play. The interesting part is it matters for a lot of those props you just mentioned. It matters for totals, uh, K props, home run props, hits, extra base hits, RBI, all that stuff. It does what not the matter humidor? for the winner. About <laughs> but it it doesn't matter for the winner though. Right. That's it, it for me, it has no bearing when I'm looking at betting on or against a team if they're on home home against the road. I guess it's you might bring up if they have a great home record, but that's probably gonna flip the other way eventually. Yeah. And even the Rockies, right? Like everyone likes to go against them because they can't pitch it on. They win. They've, they've had a winning record at home over the course of their history, right? They're not a good team. They usually win at home. So what, what Aaron mentioned about the humidor, do we think there will be more scoring this year, especially when the temps heat up? Uh, do we bet more overs early before the adjustments come in on team totals, stuff like that? Yeah, I think it's going to – so I, I was looking at it the other day. As of last June, only nine teams were using it full-time. Every stadium is going to have it now. So it's going to even things out. I, I saw one report yesterday that I forget who it was, but someone believed that like San Francisco is going to have an uptick in home runs. San Diego, I, I guess. I, but Joe, this is probably going to take a couple of weeks to see if it's true, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't go all in and say, well, the Giants are going to hit five home runs today against Alcantara because they're at home and they have the humidor, right? I guess we just got to see how it plays. It plays itself out. Yeah. Yeah, you you always uh, you always want to bring context to everything. Look at different angles. What about K props? Uh, search. What what are you looking at in addition to team strikeout rate? That's the obvious stuff that everyone first looks at, and the pitchers strikeout rate. What else? What else matters? Uh, the other thing I would say is the manager, and we don't like we don't spend much time yeah. on managers here, but but Aaron like. The Giants, for example, Gabe Kapler, he's he will go to that bullpen early if he thinks it's it's the right matchup. So if you have a K prop on a Giants pitcher, he might be pitching pretty well. And if Kapler says it's fifth inning, I got to get him out, 
you might lose it. I mean, I forget. I, I lost a couple last year. Like he was fl- whoever the pitcher was was flying towards his over on his K prop, and the fifth inning came around, he was out, and he just got out. But the one thing to throw in here, Joe, with the K prop this year is the DH in the NL. You don't worry yeah, now. Sure. You don't worry about the pitcher being removed from the game to hit. So maybe it leads to some more overs for some of these guys in the fifth, sixth inning of games. Yeah, more overs. Uh, maybe bullpen numbers are down, meaning ERA. Less work. Could be. Yeah. And, and maybe more like um, more predictable work for the relief pitchers. The, the manager can kind of pick the spot to put the relief pitcher in rather than like, uh-oh, I've got to put him in now because I had to pinch hit for my pitcher. It's like you could plan out the bullpen usage maybe. Maybe it's home better run, for that. Home run. Home run props. What else do we look at? We look at ballparks. Uh, we look at batter versus pitcher history. Um, you might want to look at fly ball rate for mm-hmm. certain hitters. Uh, barrel percentage. Are they are they smoking these baseballs? You know, home runs typically the exit velo is going to be over a hundred. So what else do we look at for home run props? So the other thing could be splits, like lefty righty splits. Yes. Like 100%. last year, Aaron Lamont Wade for the Giants. <laughs> he didn't play against lefties and he crushed righties. And I, I always thought the sports books just looked at his overall numbers. So some of these games, like, oh, he only has eleven home runs. We could price him at like plus five hundred. Yeah, but he hits all eleven home runs against righties. He's facing a righty tonight. It's a it's a great number. Maybe you take him. We took him. A, I think we got a seven fifty on him last year. The same number Jake got Seth Beer. Uh, so oh, right. yeah, th- th- I would say the the splits with lefty righties for players who don't play every day. You might get a good number. Is it better to focus on because like there's so much you can look at, you know? And I feel like it'll it's super time consuming too. If you're I newer to so. this, maybe I should just hone in on. K props or home run props and not just be all over the place. And maybe I wouldn't be as profitable and just kind of start, you know, in one in the NBA. Yes. Triple doubles. Yeah. Right? right. So do that. Yeah. I would say do the same thing. You found yeah, your niche with, yeah, I wonder who's, I'm trying to think who Aaron's guy is going to be. It's Jokic in basketball. I have oh, a feeling yes, like, he's going to have a group. Yeah. A, just it's just gonna be, pick it for me and I'll start diving into it. It's going to be strikeout. <laughs> my guess is strikeout props for certain pitchers. All right. Be on. I'll dive That's in. my guess. Not, Didn't I already corner the market on that, though, with Glasnow oh. and Means and Snell? <laughs> I already yes. have a stable. Yeah. But I, I think everybody does. You know, there are college basketball betters. I see them picking the same teams every time they play. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the other thing, last thing, and, and maybe in baseball more than anything else, hot streaks. Aaron, like Kyle Schwerber last year, he got on a run. Yeah. He was hitting a home run like every day. So you could kind of ride it until it just it falls off. The home run streaks yeah. when the guys get on runs. Joey Gallo yeah. does that, Schwerber. Especially in the summer. You'll see you'll see a crazy tear where, where our guy will hit, I don't know, what, 10 to 15 homers in a month. And yeah. yeah. And sometimes it takes the books a little while to figure it out. Like you're still getting it at plus 250 or 275. Like he's, he might hit a home run again today. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BeckQL Daily, right here on the BeckQL Network. We'll dive back into the Masters leaderboards, our thoughts for the weekend coming up next, right here on BeckQL Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.